0: Welcome back to Outnumber the Podcast. You are listening to episode 216, How to Pack for a Family Vacation. You guys, we have plenty of experience packing for nine and 10 children respectively. It's chaos, and we know how to make it easier on you and hopefully forget as minimal things as possible. So today we're talking about number one, how to create that perfect list for every vacation. Number two, how to pack efficiently, even if you have a million children. And number three, how to lower your expectations when inevitably things get left behind and you find yourself shaking your head and wondering how you're going to get along without it Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We've got a fun, really logistical episode for you today on packing for family vacations, or should we just call them trips the whole episode? Because let's be honest, mom's not vacationing much when all the children are along. (laughs) We've established that, right? (laughs) But when you are taking your kids with you, there is a lot to pack, a lot to remember, a lot to keep with you. And so we're going to talk about our hacks for making that happen, not forgetting everything all the essential things, like I have most certainly done. Um, in fact, we were talking before recording, what's the w- weirdest or saddest or funniest thing you've forgotten? Audrey couldn't come up with a good story, but I have about a million, so I'll share just a funny one. Yes. We recently went up north, so we live in, in in the Phoenix Valley, so it's always warm, but for fun, we like to go up north when it snows so that my kids can play in the snow and get that experience, that winter wonderland. And so we went up north, and I just happened to forget all the things on this trip. Um, three kids forgot snow boots. Like seriously, five kids forgot socks. 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 They had, to be fair, we don't wear a lot of socks in the desert. We just, I mean, in wintertime we do, but even in the winter, sometimes they'll just slip on tennis shoes without socks or, or weather sandals. And so it's not, it's not like underwear where, <laughs> which we wear every day, but at least five of my children came up with just the socks that were on their feet. had no backups and I'm thinking okay am I delegating packing a little too soon and then um, gloves we had like three kids that and we have a giant bucket full of winter supplies we were all digging through they just left them on the couch or couldn't find a matching pair and just neglected to mention that to mom and dad and so my my three year old we let him out into the snow not realizing that he wasn't really going to be able to figure out that snow was going to hurt his fingers eventually so he would like pack a snowball or two and then he would run in with red hands and go (gasps) ah so bad and cry and then he'd get over it and then he'd run back out and I'm going oh is this bad parenting or is he just learning cause and effect oh so that was a fun
1: fun learning experience right yes we are I'm excited to talk about this episode because out of desperation I have developed a pretty sweet packing method that keeps me from forgetting all the things although inevitably you know something is forgotten and in in, in that's just the way traveling with a large family is.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I would just say that, you know, as a mom, the general household management, and this is probably true for moms who don't work outside of the home and the ones that do. From what I've read, that even if you work full-time outside of the home, the general household management still falls to you, um, which usually means that you're the best at knowing what everyone needs for a vacation. So whether you delegate or not, you're going to be kind of the end-all be-all of making sure that things get packed that need to.
1: Oh yeah I think we were we were referring to it in one episode as you're the primary parent and your husband is the primary pro, um provider right mm-hmm. so it's just it's just the role plus I don't know if my husband would even know where all the kids clothes were should he you know have to pack like you know which drawers which kids stuff is in which drawers and know we keep you know this item over here because there's not room over here and like I just know where things are so yeah that's what falls to me. My husband does um, like his own things, and then he does like everything that would be needed for the vehicle should there be an emergency, you know, a flat tire and all that. Like I, I don't know where the, you know, the extra propane is in case there was, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know that kind of stuff. So he he deals with all that kind of emergency stuff, and then his own stuff. But today we're going to talk about these the things that usually fall to mom. We're going to talk about how to make a list. Oh, we love our list. That's like the key to success. How to pack efficiently. How and what and when to delegate a lot of this, so you're not spending the entire week packing, and what to do when things go wrong. So let's let's dive in.
0: Yeah, and let me just say up front that I, I have developed a decent system over the years. Um, but I think the last year or so, I've expected my older kids to maybe pick up more than they should have, or rather the middle kids to pick up more than they should have, because my older kids are pretty good at packing for themselves. And so in the delegating, this is just kind of one of these things where I like let go of too much and then realize, oh, nope, I still have to hold on to this. So this is just kind of one of those things as your family grows and learns that you're going to have to be kind of a trial and error thing, right? So number one is to have a list. I It, it took me way too long to figure this out, that I could just have a running list of what we needed to pack for every trip. Things like a portable crib. As long as I had a kid under the age of three, I was going to probably need to bring a portable portable crib, and also like a white noise machine, and also the favorite blanket, and also the diapers and the wipes. Um, sippy cups is something I always forget until we get out to eat, uh, you know, 50 miles away from home, and I'm like, how's my one year old going to drink? <laughs> oh, here, have a straw and backwash in my water. So really, nothing is too obvious to put on this list. In fact, when I first created it as i was packing i typed everything in i just keep it in a note on my phone and then when i got to my place and then realized the things i forgot i added those too and so over the years this thing has become very robust can you tell that on this last trip i didn't check the list i thought that i was good <laughs> and also we'll talk about like trip specific things that that are easy to forget
1: yes yes um so things like bathroom supplies like toiletries right you've got to have those you know every kid is going to need a toothbrush and a hairbrush and that you know deodorant for those who are a little bit older and that kind of thing. Um, but then also think about, you know, vitamins or medications or that kind of thing that they're not going to have there wherever you're going. Um, special special need kind of things like that. Think about your lodging situation. Are you staying in a hotel? Um, are you staying in a condo? Will you be doing the cooking? The one, this last time that we traveled, we went to a condo and it was um, a condo for 12 people. But interestingly enough, they only had six forks so we're like, okay, some of us are going to eat with the spoons until we can get to the closest Walmart because this condo needs forks. <laughs> this is a silly kind of thing that, like, you don't know. Like, if you're staying at the condo, um, are there going to be cleaning supplies? Are you going to, you know, you do pay cleaning fees. So are you going to leave it like a dump for them to clean up? Probably going to incur that extra, extra, extra cleaning fee when there's, you know, 11 of you going in and out of sand all day, every day, right? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Also, I want to talk about a little bit, there's pre-packing, pre-trip things to think about. Okay. Like laundry, right? <laughs> that's kind of intuitive for us moms. But if you say, okay, everybody, it's time to pack and you still got five loads of dirty laundry and they can't find their underwear or their socks mm-hmm. or whatever, that's not going to go well. So as a mom, we can make this packing thing a lot smoother by doing some pre-packing things. Um, another thing I like to do is if we're driving or flying, supplies or new things for keeping them occupied while we're driving or while they're strapped in on the airplane, you know, can't move around, that kind of thing. So that, like if you are going to order something in that is a pre-packing thing that has to be done ahead of time. One more pre-packing thing I think about is like food. So if you have the ability to cook for your family where you go, because as a large family, you've probably found out it's way cheaper to cook in than go dine out. <laughs> um you want to think about, are you going to take food? Are you going to buy food there? That kind of thing. And then can there be some cooking done ahead of time so that like, for example, let's say you decide you're going to eat your breakfast in the condo and then eat out for lunch or whatever. So could you do some pre-cooking ahead? Could you have some egg casseroles made so that your vacation is a little bit more like a vacation for you and you're not stuck in the kitchen and the laundry room the whole time? So all those kind of pre-packing things are awesome too think about before you even start.
0: Yes. I'm so on glad you path. brought that up because when we went to pack for our last trip, I had not thought through the pre-packing and I think I had a busy week that week and I found myself like running things through the dryer at the last second. And we actually ended up bringing some kind of damp clothes that we just <laughs> strewn it had strewn in the back of the van to dry on the drive because I hadn't thought a full day ahead or two days ahead of what we needed to pack. So, so brilliant. Okay, so now onto the trip-specific things. So, like I mentioned, you're going up to snow, and you don't usually see snow. Think through all of the things. Nothing is too obvious. Like I mentioned, socks, beanies, gloves, um, jackets, sweaters, boots, all the things. Uh, you go to the beach. Swimsuits, sunscreen, towels. Um, maybe a wagon to haul everything. Umbrellas, whatever it may be. Um, so. That can be kind of tricky if you're not living in that area at the time, right? Like when we go um, to cold places in the summer, it's a, oh, well over 100 degrees every day here in Arizona. For me to even think about like picking up a sweater to pack just kind of grosses me out. I'm like, oh no, there's no way I'm going to need this sweater. And sure enough, I go and it's 50 degrees and I need a sweater. <laughs> so uh, kind of put yourself in that situation. and And this is helpful too. You can also make a running list for those specific trips. Let's say you go to the beach every summer. This is my beach list. Don't forget X, Y, Z. Don't forget um, a a cooler that closes so you don't get sand in all your food, whatever it may be that you want. Um, That's a great thing to keep on the list as well.
1: Yes. And more trip specific or maybe big family specific things are like bedding. So we're used to as um, big families, you know. We have to get two hotel rooms, but still somebody's going to be sleeping on the couch or on the pullout bed or on the floor or something. So they're going to need a sleeping bag. Otherwise, when you get to the hotel, you're going to have to go down to the lobby or call up for extra bedding and all that. And it's just going to take well. So it's easier just to throw in some sleeping bags. Does somebody have, you know, a special pillow, special blanket, those kind of things. All right. Let's talk about creating lists. <laughs> Me and Bonnie's favorite thing. Mm-hmm. List. Mm-hmm. Check it off. <laughs> All right, so I use a list as a way to communicate what's going to happen on the trip to my younger kids. Also, I usually don't tell my kids a huge time in advance about what's going to be going on on the trip, (laughs) because then I you have to deal with how many more days, how many more hours I want to go. Why can't we go right now? So I usually, um, as I'm creating the list for that trip, okay, we're going to be gone um, four nights, you know, and we're going to be doing on day three, we're going to go and do this. And so that's a way to communicate what's going to happen on the trip as I'm creating the list so that they're not only thinking about what they're going to get to do, but what they're going to be able to pack. And with your older kids, it's a great way to just let them know what they need to bring, what they might want to bring, what they might forget if they didn't have a list, that kind of thing. Yes,
0: I love that. Um I actually just had this thought that if you travel a lot and you want to start delegating more and more to your children to just create a paper list that maybe is laminated and you can hand out to them when it's time to pack. Okay, here's all the things. Again, nothing is too obvious. Toothpaste, toothbrush, the x amount of underwear. Maybe you could just have a little line blank pairs of underwear and you can fill it in when you give it to them. Okay, this is a 6-day trip. You're going to need let's say seven pairs just in case, and you give it to them and they can check it off one at a time. It instills so much confidence and independence in a child to be able to pack for themselves and to then experience the side effects or the consequences of when they m- mispack, if that's a word. They they pack incorrectly. They forget socks or they forget. Now, I didn't let my children freeze. We did go out and find them a few more pairs of socks, but um. All of the things can be experienced as a consequence. It's such a great lesson. Like, oh, remember that one time when I forgot another shirt and I had to wear the same shirt every day and I had to wash it in the sink and that was a pain and I'm never going to do that again, right? So helpful. So in general, our kids in our family uh, all pack for themselves that are 12 and up. The teens, I say, you are responsible enough. You forget something, you can deal with those consequences, right? The 9 to 11-year-olds also packed for themselves – but I ask questions. So they'll come down and I'll say, how many underwear did you get? How many shirts did you get? Right? So I'm just kind of following up after they are allowed to do that for themselves. The five to seven year olds pack with an older sibling or a parent present. So like my five-year-old is adorable. Look, and here's my outfits. I'm like, oh, you have two. Do you know how long we're going to be gone? Nope. (laughs) But I'm ready with my two favorite outfits. Well, we're actually gone a whole week. So let's, you know, so cute. Um, And then everybody under five, I do exclusively, obviously. Sometimes the three-year-old wants to help, but he's not very useful. So that's how we do it in our family. <laughs> Obviously, the, the the maturity of each child can be weighed in. If you have a teenager that just
1: forgets everything, you might want to supervise a little bit more, vice versa. Right, right. All right, here's my packing method. Born out of desperation <laughs> from so many failed packing adventures. All right, so I make a list for my kids. We have a great big chalkboard in our homeschool room, and I write on the list. Sometimes I make a chart of the days and what we're going to do, like, across the top of the board. And then I make a list um, – you're going to need six pairs of underwear, four everyday outfits, two, you know, special like church or meeting, or we call them town clothes as opposed to farm clothes. <laughs> you're going to need, you know, two outfits that are like this, and you're going to need this kind of shoes and this kind of shoes. So then they they all, everybody gets to look at the list. This is also for my not teenagers. <laughs> my teenagers, they just get the, you know, the first part, what we're going to do, you know, the the calendar across the top. This is what we're doing. This is the days. by. Have fun packing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So then after they've got the list, um, what I have my kids do is everybody goes and they lay out their outfits and their clothes for each day on their beds. Um, now if I have a child over, um, 10, they do themselves and they do a child that's five or under. So they do themselves and a sibling. Um, so then after they have all their clothes laid out and they've checked, double checked against the list on the board, Then they come and say, okay, mom, I'm ready for you to check my clothes. And this is a way for me to check their outfits too. Like my kids have clothes that aren't really suitable for town. They're like chore clothes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they, you know, muck out the chicken shed in them. Well, if I don't check their clothes, they're going to have a pair of jeans with holes in them there with, you know, degraded hems or whatever. So I check their clothes. And after I have checked their outfits, they have them all laid out by day so I can see that they have everything. Then I say, okay, you're good to go. Now you can pack. And they go ahead and pack their suitcase and then they zip it up and they go put it where a staging area where everything is going to get packed in the van. Because inevitably you'll have little ones that get back in the suitcase because, mommy, I just wanted this. And then it's left behind. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. So that's my packing method in a nutshell where it's pretty um, foolproof where we haven't forgotten major things and everybody's had enough things on the trip.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that the laying out of outfits really allows them to... um take responsibility for what they want to bring. You know, it's not like you're just willy-nilly throwing whatever clothes in, but they get to pack their favorite shirt or their favorite socks or whatever, but you're still supervising and ensuring that they're not packing shorts for when you're going to go to the snow or whatever. Okay, so the next step we want to talk about is packing efficiently, which as you can imagine with families of 9 and 10 kids gets really cumbersome, um, especially when kids start packing for themselves. So if my kids had their own way, they would all go grab whatever suitcase fit their fancy, and throw a bunch of stuff in it and say, we're ready to pack. And and under no circumstances would we ever be able to fit all of the things that they have packed in whatever suitcase or duffel bag they chose, right? If you have one or two children, maybe that's not an issue. They can all pack their own suitcase. You have room for that, but obviously not with nine or 10 kids. So what we do is we divide our kids into groups, generally by room, whoever they share a room with, because it's easy. All their clothes are together. And we give them each a suitcase to fill. So generally, we have we have uh, kids in three different bedrooms at home. So we give them each a suitcase, depending on how many children are e- in each bedroom, and then they can fill it up. And and as our rooms are set up, there's always a big kid with a younger kid. And so that's the one that supervises the younger kids. So that's worked pretty well for us for several years.
1: Yeah, our method of packing is pretty similar also. We tell our kids, okay, y'all can take your own suitcase, but only half of you can go. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> So going to fit all your suitcases and all you in the van. Exactly.
0: <laughs> one or the other.
1: <laughs> uh, know it. Yeah. So we also do like packing by roommates because that's just the most intuitive once you get there. Otherwise, you know, you end up with clothes all over your mm. hotel or condo or camp campsite or wherever you're staying. You um, we'll also think about who's going to be helping who get dressed. <laughs> so if I put um, a younger and an older kid together, that means the older kid is kind of going to manage the younger kid, and helping them get dressed in an appropriate outfit for whatever we're doing that day once we get there. Because just though because they laid out their outfits before we left doesn't mean they're going to put on matching clothes or appropriate outfits once we get there. So that helps also to put an older kid in charge of helping a younger kid get dressed. Think about your accommodations for things when you get there. Um, This not only includes clothing, we're talking a lot about clothing because there's a lot of clothing with a large family. But think about when you get there. Okay, if you're packing food, um, you probably want, you know, like a cooler of cold food and, you know, then something that doesn't have to be refrigerated, that kind of thing. Um, will you be in a hotel room? Will you be in a condo? Will you be in a tent? Will you be, you know, in an RV, that kind of thing? Um, so that's all. Think about where you're going, not just, hey, we've got everything, let's go, but what's it going to be like on the other side? Are there going to be dressers for the kids to unpack into if you're staying there a week or so? Or are they going to be living out of their suitcase when they get there? Um, All those kind of things are helpful to take into consideration.
0: Yeah. So brilliant too, that you uh, reminded me about the accommodations for who's staying with whom when you get there. Because like I said, it's easy for us to pack up together, the kids that stay together in the home, but very often they want to sleep with somebody else when they get there because it's fun and exciting. Like, hey, at the cabin, I want to sleep with this sister instead of this one that I'm always sleeping with. So um, that's also brilliant. And you also remind me that for example, my 15-year-old shares the room with his three-year-old brother and one-year-old sister, but I always pack I was packed for the baby in my suitcase because I want to be supervising what she's wearing up there. So yes, who is taking care of that younger one? It just makes sense to pack them all up together. So, And again, this is kind of a trial and error thing. You're going to probably have a couple of experiences where you're like, oh, that didn't work for us. We're going to try something a little bit different. And every trip is different too. Like you say, going to a campsite is going to be way different than going to a nice hotel or an Airbnb or something. So Trial and error. That's motherhood, right? Okay. So I wanted to share three easy ways to organize suitcases. Because if you ever try to pack more than one or two kids, like stuff just gets everywhere and everyone's underwear is mixed up and Uh, We do one of these three ways um, almost every time we we pack one is to have the kids lay out their outfits complete outfits including socks and underwear and then once you've checked them roll them up and put a rubber band around them my kids love this way it just costs three bucks to go buy a bag of rubber bands and my kids think it's so fun because they just pull one little bundle out and they have all their things for their day instead of trying to dig through and find the pair of underwear they're looking for. Uh, another idea is to use suitcase organizers, or sometimes they call them packing cubes. I do this for my suitcase. It gets a little pricey to buy it for every single child, but I like my suitcase to look a little bit nicer and I don't want to roll my clothes. So, um, I just have these individual cubes. So I will put like all my undergarments and bras and things in one. I will put all my toiletries in another. I will put all my tops or maybe I'll sort them by outfit and put, you know, casual outfits in one dressy outfits in another. Those are super fun to use as well. And then the third option is to let each child pack their own bag, but something small, like a little backpack. And then once it's packed, you throw all of them together in a bigger suitcase. So you don't have to supervise five or six backpacks being schlepped up the hotel lobby and elevator. You just bring up two or three suitcases, but inside kids have the ownership of this is my bag and I organize everything that goes inside. So that's been kind of fun too. That's
1: number one, roll them up with rubber bands. That is genius. I'm gonna go and buy a bunch. So of fun! It's really fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's a way to help foster ownership of each child's things, like letting them each pack their own bag. Um, I have my kids pack their own what they call a car bag, so they pack their own bag and they mm-hmm. get decide what's in it for activities. And then I usually have like a backpack up front where I hand out you know the new things for the day. But it, they get to kind of think about what they want to do on the trip on the way there. And everybody carries in our family, everybody carries their own bag except the little ones. I do not carry anyone else's bag. No one else carries my bag. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing, same principles when we go to the library. You can check out as many books as you can carry, right? You can pack Mm -hmm. your suitcase as full as you can carry because I'm not carrying it for you.
0: (laughs) Yes, so smart. Again, it teaches them very early on ownership and responsibility for what they want to bring. I have one child in particular who is not young who loves to pack all the things for church or sometime when she might be bored and then goes, I'm done, mom. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't carry your books and your Kindle and your stuffed animal and your blanket and that's all on you. And then they learn very quickly. So, Okay, the third step or tip in this episode is our favorite part. It's the part where we get to lower our expectations and understand and accept the reality that someone will forget something. And very often it will be you. And then you have to deal with, with uh the emotions that come after that and i know it sounds kind of silly but i have a tantrum like almost every trip because of something that got forgotten or something i didn't do correctly because i just want things to go off without a hitch it never does spoiler
1: yeah i I inevitably forget things for myself as well because i'm so busy making sure everybody else has (laughs) all their things that they need suddenly where's audrey's underwear dang it (laughs) yeah Uh, and because i sew my own clothes it's not like i can just go down to walmart and buy something because it's not gonna fit anyway yeah what is the worst thing you forgot on a trip, Bunny? Get do dish? Okay. So this was really fun
0: to think about. Um, a few years ago, I took just a couple of kids to Disneyland and, along with my six-week-old baby. And we drove into town late at night. We arrived at the hotel at like 10 p.m. I get everybody settled. And then I realized I have no diapers for the baby. <laughs> I had like one or two that I brought on the car ride that were in my diaper bag. I neglected to pack any more in my suitcase. So my baby is teeny Tiny there's no diapers at the hotel. I had to walk like four or five blocks down the street to find an open store at that hour. It was a Walgreens and they had no newborn diaper. No, it must've not, it must've just been like a, one of those corner convenience stores, because if it had been a drugstore, they would have had more sizes for sure. It was just like, you know, like a 7-Eleven or something. They had a size three, I think diaper. It was the only (laughs) thing they had that and up. And so I bring it back. To the hotel and I just kind of like wrap it around her a couple of times <laughs> and then when we got to Disneyland actually I think I went to the store early in the morning or actually Disneyland carries all the diapers because it's Disneyland but I just remember thinking you dummy <laughs> you dummy <laughs> being so mad that I had to <laughs> jimmy rig this diaper around my poor baby's teeny tiny newborn bum because I, I just forgot just
1: forgot the oh things man. oh man I know and then you know if they have a blowout it is going everywhere because oh, you yeah know, you can wrap it, tight. it around it's it's going to squirt right out the back. <laughs> poor baby, poor Bonnie. <laughs> oh, but you guys, so we forget stuff and this is like an opportunity to coach our brains on how to respond. So like, just because we're going on vacation doesn't mean we get to take a vacation from working on our brains, <laughs> working on our thoughts and our feelings, um, so my default is use like anger and frustration. Ugh, you know like that uh feeling like I I can't believe we did this, but don't do that. It doesn't help. It doesn't make anybody have a good vacation. When you go to like anger and, de- and frustration, it's like uh wish we would have just stayed home. Yes. I mean that's kind of how everybody's feeling. If mom's feeling angry and frustrated, it doesn't help anyone have a good trip. Yes. And in fact, you've probably all noticed that going on vacation is
0: probably the prime time to work on your thoughts and managing your brain because your brain offers you all these things like, we're supposed to be having fun. Why is everyone fighting? How did I forget this thing? Right? Uh, Side note, that actually just reminded me of another Disneyland trip, the only other time I took a newborn to Disneyland. And this baby never, ever, ever had blowouts. But while we're standing in line to get in, She poops all over everything, myself included. And we have a family picture right stepped inside the gates of a naked baby in a baby wrap on me because I had no other outfit with me. I had to go buy her something in the park. But if you go look at, I I should share it on Instagram. If you go look at my face in that picture, you can kind of tell that I'm working on things like five minutes in, (laughs) we've already got this issue, a naked baby and a poopy onesie in my diaper bag. So, so many opportunities to work on this, right? Um, I would probably say that my defaults are shame and blame. I just flip flop back and forth. Dang it. You dummy. How could you do that? And then wait a minute, you should have thought of this (laughs) pointing fingers everywhere. Um, I, I really, this last trip that I went on, like I was telling you about that. I, I experienced that and really that shame and blame in equal measure. I would just feel awful until I couldn't handle it anymore. And then I would go to my husband. Why didn't you think of this? Why do I have to think of everything? Blah, blah, blah. Don't do that to yourself. Like Enjoy your vacation as much as possible and just acknowledge that what is, what is. In fact, it's an opportunity to realize, well, there's nothing we can do about it now. We're not going to turn back around and drive another 10 hours, right? We're just going to make do and learn to enjoy ourselves.
1: Yeah. I think we should all just expect the first day of vacation to be kind of the settling into vacation mode and just give ourselves grace on that day. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, be aware your mind doesn't want to feel guilty or dumb or frustrated or shame, blame, anger, frustration, all that. But allow yourself to to see it, acknowledge it, feel it, and then like pass it through. Give yourself grace. Okay. Yes. It's the first day of vacation. My brain is not quite in vacation mode yet. It's okay. And then move on through it.
0: Yes. If you have perfectionist tendencies, like um, a couple of people on this podcast, then this this can be a little bit difficult. But one thing we've both realized helps a lot is to incorporate some humor. So this is where my husband comes in. Um, I'll say, why didn't you remember this thing? He's like, oh, I never remember diapers, you know, whatever. He'll make me laugh. He'll say something. Um, And then I start thinking about all the funny stories we'll get to share, right? Remember that time we went up to the snow and we had to put plastic bags over your feet because we forgot (laughs) waterproof boots (laughs) Or, or something else hilarious? Offer yourself the grace through humor or whatever it is allow yourself a few minutes to say, dang it, I wish I would have, and then say, but I didn't. And now we get to just make do and have a good time.
1: Yes. So I find one thing that really helps me in the pre-packing time and then when we've got there and we've forgotten things is my little phrase, there's always a Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can go anywhere, maybe a deserted island or something where you're not going to find a Walmart. Or just the thought here is that People live there too and they get their stuff somewhere. Like they get their food or their underwear or their clothing or their socks or boots, you know, whatever. They live there and so they have and get these things all the time. So if I forget something, it's just money. There's always a Walmart just get it. Like if I've forgotten something that helps me like relax and get into vacation mode earlier, you know, in the packing. So the packing doesn't get so stressed out. Like it's okay. There's always a Walmart. Yes. I love that. (laughs) And then when you're on the trip, and you've forgotten something, it's okay. We'll just stop. There's always a Walmart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And your brain
0: is going to offer so many thoughts about this. Mine does as well. Oh, this money that we didn't have to spend or, oh, it was sitting right on this one spot on the couch. I can just picture it if we were back there. Allow it, allow those thoughts to come and go and then just tell yourself, but it's all going to be okay. Right? And here we are having a good time. And here's the other interesting thing. When it comes to vacations, I've noticed one thing, and I I learned this lesson with my mom as she learned it over the years of, of wrangling kids as well. It's that on family trips, our kids often remember one thing, and it's very often how the parents responded. Okay, So I have memories of trips that my mom remembers very differently growing up. So this one trip in particular, I remember having a really great time. Um, And when I talked to my mom about it not long ago, she said, oh, that trip was a nightmare. Do you not remember that you and your brother fought the whole time and this thing happened and that thing happened. And we actually had to like give you a big timeout kind of a thing and a big punishment, whatever. I'm like, I don't remember that at all. And we were talking about how she and my dad kept their cool the whole time. And we had this great experience and other experiences I've had, I remember thinking that trip was kind of a nightmare. And my mom says, oh, really? Why do you think that? Oh, you guys were just mad the whole time. (laughs) So, I mean, not to put more pressure on us, but our kids are really watching us to see how they should react and how they should respond to something. And when I'm constantly kicking myself, and going, oh, I shouldn't have done it. They're thinking, oh, something has gone wrong. Mom is mad. Something is really wrong. It, It sucks. I left socks, you know? If I can control my own reactions um, and manage my mind, then my kids are able to have a good time and learn to do the same when they inevitably make mistakes because of course they will as well.
1: Yes, that is so true. It's just socks. <laughs> There's always a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then if you guys, something that I recently have been thinking about since my husband and I go on couple trips, couples trips, is that, you know what, this is, this vacation is for my kids. It's not really for me. <laughs> this this vacation is for my kids and for our family to do stuff together. And my husband and I, like I just put this little marker ahead in the future. My husband and I are going to go on a trip that's going to be a vacation for me. This one is for the kids. And if that means I'm still doing all the mom things on this trip, then I do all the mom things to make it a fun trip for my kids. So I just really hope that some of these packing things that we have shared have made your trips easier for you so that you don't have as much stress about, <laughs> about your trip. Um, and it goes a little easier before and during your trip. So those like, if the more organized, the more organized you are ahead of time, and um, the easier you make it for yourself once you get there,
0: yes, absolutely. And I totally agree with that, Audrey. If you can just let let having a great time go sometimes and just go, oh, this is just me momming in a different city. That's going to look pretty similar. <laughs> we should probably do a whole other episode about just your mindset on a family vacation. <laughs> yes, that's probably necessary. But these trips are making memories, guys, even, even if they're the kinds of memories where, remember when we forgot all the socks? That was fun. <laughs> we bought them all at Walmart. Um, but your family's going to look back at this with fondness, especially if you can keep your cool. So thanks so much for listening. You guys will talk to you next week. I'm Bonnie. I'm Audrey and we're outnumbered. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode.
1: Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week.
0: We hope you guys love this. We will talk to you next week. I'm Audrey. Nope. I'm Bonnie.
1: No, I'm not Bonnie either. Every
0: oh time, goodness. did you really just do that on accident?
1: I did. I just said I'm Bonnie. Why is this so hard? We did this so that it would be easier for us. <laughs> we can't even remember our names. How are we supposed to remember socks for a trip if we can't even remember our names? What's her name again? Socks. What socks? That was epic. That was epic. <laughs>
0: that has to be an outtake okay okay try again you're bonnie yeah i'm bonnie i think so (laughs) let's check